Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Tonight, I declare, my heart is open and my mind is ready to receive with humility in your word. That will change my life. Say, let your word be implanted into my spirit. Let my soul be changed. Let my life never be the same again. Thank you, Father, that you have heard me in the name of Jesus. Today, my heart Heart will understand, my, will understand. My, mind will my mind will comprehend, and I will I will advance, I will advance in my walk of destiny. Walk of destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Son of the Living God. Living Somebody God. shout a big amen. amen. This shout is even a baby can shout louder and higher than I shout a big amen. amen. This one, a class two-year-old can do more than you are doing. Hallelujah. The one beside you must say that you are disturbing that person tonight. Somebody shout a humongous amen. Amen. Okay, so I think when I use a big word, the shout becomes bigger. All right. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to Jesus. And shake the hand of somebody beside you and tell the person, you are welcome to the house of blessings. To the house of testimonies. Come on, if the person is giving you attitude, leave, throw away the person's hand and go to another person and tell him or her, you are welcome to the house of miracles, the house of breakthroughs. And as I'm shaking your hand right now, I prophesy, oh, I prophesy. And if you go to somebody, you are seated down elegantly because you want people to come to you. Mommy, you better go jump up to your feet. Everybody, uh, look at her and give her, uh, tell her to jump to her feet. Glory, hallelujah, and tell somebody. Oh, Emma, I'm talking to you. Listen, are you okay? Uh, as you are jumping to your feet, you are becoming okay. Right, right. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Listen, this is a house of miracles. Any instruction you be brings a, a testimony to you. Are, are we together? So you are leaving this place healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Father, tonight we are gathered in your presence to receive from you. I pray that, Lord, anoint this list of clay. Let them minister oracles that will change the lives of your children. I pray, Father, give your children an ability to be attentive to your word. And let your word produce instant results in their lives. In Jesus' precious name. Somebody shout a big amen. Shall we appreciate the choir as they take their seats elegantly, gallantly, uh, fantabulously in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Give God a clap of prayer one more time. 
And if you know anybody who is not in church today, I want you to go on board me right now and I want you to share the link with that person because I believe that the message that the Lord wants me to teach you tonight is going to have a positive impact on them. It's going to have a positive impact on them. Praise God forevermore. In our Christian world, there are various stages and uh, ultimately we are looking at a finality, an end stage in mind. And the end stage is not what we are going through right now. No matter what you experience of God, no matter what you get from God, no matter what you see God doing in the life of anybody, what you see on earth is not the final ground, it's not the final story, it's not the final destination. There is an end game in mind. There is a place that we are supposed to get to. And it is that place where it is at that place that we are going to see the true value of our faith. The true value of our Christianity, the true value of what we have believed and what we have spoken about and what we have put upon ourselves. Whatever you see, no matter how good it is that you experience on this earth, it is not the ultimate aim and it is not the end game. So it is important that you position yourself so that when the end comes, you shall have a testimony. To get a testimony on this earth and lose a testimony in heaven, it is of non-effect. The benefit is minimal. And there is, uh, the Bible tells us that one day we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We shall all stand, every one of us, every Tom, Dick, and Harry, every Amma, Sewa, and Akosia, every Kweku, Kofi, and Kwabena, we are all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Hallelujah. And all of us, we are going to account for what was done in this, our body. Whether we are going to be victorious or not, it's dependent on what we do right now. And so what I want to share with you tonight is a sequel of what I started sharing with you last week on the subject of faithfulness. On the subject of faithfulness, on the subject of faith, faithfulness, fulfilling your destiny through faithfulness. And I, I I don't know how many of us, uh, though that was two weeks ago, last week I was not here, I was at a program for my father and the Lord, uh, Dr. Bempa, as he was inducted as a district pastor. God had increased him. And the reason for this increase was because of this same thing that I'm talking about, faithfulness. The Bible says that if you are faithful in little things, great things shall be given to you. There is no place, go through the scriptures, from Genesis through Revelation, where a faithful person was not rewarded. Rather, you see unfaithful people going through uh, degradation, losing authority, losing power, losing presence, losing victories, losing testimonies, losing places. Unfaithfulness is a thief of your, of your destined blessings. Glory to Jesus Christ. And so it is important that if our destiny, destiny is from the word destination, so it means at the end result. If our destiny is going to be glorious, then we must look at how the journey goes. How do we position ourselves so that the end that God has in mind, and we also have in mind, are able to achieve it. We are able to achieve it. And no matter how anointed you are, no matter how gifted you are, no matter what you have received, if you miss out on the subject of faithfulness, at the end of the day, you are not going to have a testimony. You are not going to have a testimony. 
So this is very vital. This is very vital. It is more important than miracles. It is more important than our faith. It is more important than any other Christian subject because every one of them must find its continuance in faithfulness. Glory to Jesus Christ. Last week we were studying on that subject and I shared with you several words which, which are, are several definitions of faithfulness. I told you that it means devotion, steadfastness, trustworthiness, dependability, loyalty, reliability, and dependability of character like Daniel. Trustworthiness and trustability of character. It means acceptance of full responsibility of a given assignment. It means excellent delivery without external supervision. It is deployment, maximal deployment of your resources in the assignment that God has given you and doing the right thing with conviction, commitment, and consistency. I told you to take note of these three words. Conviction, that is the foundation of faith. Anything that you do in Christ which is not by faith, it is not worth doing. It is a sin, actually. So with conviction, and with with that conviction must come commitment. And consistency. And I told you, settle brings results. There must be things that you do all the time. Everybody knows you by that thing. Schedule brings results. Schedule brings results. When you have a program, you are the, you, 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 when you have a program, you are short of an outcome. There are things that no matter what happens, you should be found doing. Look at Daniel. They said nobody should pray. He said that I am faithful to prayer. He went open the windows towards Jerusalem and he was going to pray. He was arrested in prayer. He was arrested in prayer. What will he be arrested in? Will you be arrested in your assignments? Which I shared with you that faithfulness is doing the will of God, the mind of God, the pleasure of the sender. We spoke about functioning with the mentality of accountability in your assignments. And then I told you what are the rewards of faithfulness. I told you that there's a shift of levels in authority. You are increased. You move to your higher level. Joseph started by managing a household. He was faithful. God promoted him to manage an institution, an entire prison. He was faithful. God promoted him to, uh, uh, to, to manage an entire nation. The changing levels as a result of faithfulness. Look at Ruth. She changed levels because she was faithful. Look at Elisha. He became um, the major prophet of his time. Why? Because he refused to not follow his master. Whilst everybody is saying that, ah, this man, his time is up. His time is over. No, if you follow him, you are at risk. Elisha said, don't worry. I'm following this man even until the end. And because of that, because of that, he became the one who received the mantle of Elijah, even though there were others before him. Daniel, various, across various dispensations, he got promoted. Why? Because of faithfulness. Our master Jesus himself, because of faithfulness, he received the name that is above every name. So with faithfulness comes shifting authority. Increment in authority. If you want to become a high superpower Christian, whom the Holy Ghost is going to put in charge of major resources in the kingdom, faithfulness must always be found with you. And I told you that the second thing is that you are bound in blessings. Proverbs 28 verse 20. The faithful shall abound with blessings. Divine protection also comes to those who are faithful. Divine presence is seen with those who are faithful. And divine enablement, that is supernatural empowerment, comes to those who are faithful. And I showed you several areas, about 10 different areas, that God wants us to be faithful. Go and listen to last week's podcast. you find them all over there. you find them all over there. Glory to Jesus Christ. Faithfulness is so, so important. 
is so so important so today i want at the spirit of god just put in my spirit to continue on the subject of faithfulness how you are going to develop faithfulness as a christian as a child of god one of the things that you should be defined with is faithfulness first corinthians chapter number four the verse number two the bible says that it is required of a steward i told you it's a requirement it is required of a steward that a man be found faithful it is a requirement, meaning you cannot do without it. You cannot do without it. Let's quickly open our Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter number 24. I want to show you a scenario that Jesus spoke about, and he compared two kinds of servants. From the verse number 45, he says that who then is a faithful servant, a faithful and a wise servant. So faithfulness and wisdom go together. Whom his master made ruler over his household. That means he became a steward and gave him food in due season. Blessed is that servant in whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. He shall be found doing what he has been called to. He shall be found remaining in his assigned place, not shifting or changing. He said, Assuredly I say to you, that he will make him ruler over his goods. Did you see promotion over here? He said, when he comes to find him there, no matter how big or small the assignment, it is about doing the assignment that has been placed in your hands. He said you make him ruler over his house. Promotion came because this one was faithful. And then he goes on to talk about another kind of servant. He said, but if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delayed, he is coming. So this person begins to look for excuses and reasons. Why he will not conform to what the assignment is. He said, and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of the servants will come on the day when he's not looking for him. And at an hour that he's not aware of, and will cut him, him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I told you that in unfaithfulness, not only do you re- lose your reward, but also you receive punishment. So if you are not faithful, you become like this evil servant. So, the opposite of faithfulness is unfaithfulness. But here Jesus says that the opposite of faithfulness is evil. It's evil servants. In chapter number 25, you read from the verse number 14 to the verse number 30, he, des- he describes a scenario where a great man is traveling, calls his three servants, to the first he gives five talents, to the second he gives two, to the third he gives one talent. When he comes back for them to account for what has been assigned to them, the Bible said that the, first, the one who had the five traded with what he had and had an additional five. The other uh, traded with the two had another two. The last one went to hide what had been given to him. Jesus called the one who did not do what he had been asked to, or did not utilize what he had been given, an unfaithful, wicked, and a slothful servant. A wicked servant. So, God, listen to me. It, uh, listen, God's judgments are not according to our standards. To God, unfaithfulness is a serious matter. To God, unfaithfulness is a serious matter. No matter who it is. No matter whom it has to do with, look in the life of Moses, his own sister, David, uh, what's her name, uh, Miriam, suffered because she decided to rise up against her brother. His own brother, Aaron, also suffered. So God does not even look at blood relation when he's talking about the matter of faithfulness. It is a serious matter before God. It is a serious matter before God. And God wants us to be faithful. Lift up your right hand wherever you are and say, I choose to be faithful.
Come on, I didn't hear you declare with boldness. I choose to be faithful. A faithful person is a lawyer and a steadfast follower of a cause or a person. A faithful, that faithful person uh, is full of faith. In fact, the word faithfulness comes from the Greek word pistos. P-I-S-T-O-S. Pistos. Pistos, according to the strong uh, translation, means faithful, trustworthy, reliable, a person who has kept his plighted faith. Plighted means that it has gone through troubles. So, trouble is not a reason for you to lose your faith. It's plighted faith. And also one who executes commands. So, he does what he's told. It also means one who believes. So, literally, it is faithful. And you see, anytime somebody is showing evidence of unfaithfulness, you should know that it is a lack of faith or a break of faith or a loss of faith. If you, when you start losing faith, you start losing conviction, you start losing commitment, you start losing consistency. What keeps me going in what I am doing, whether I am feeling weak or strong, is because I, I, I am fully convinced that what I am doing is what I am supposed to be doing. I am a trained pharmacist. I have a degree. I have my license, license that is uh, fully in, in good standing. But why am I here? Why don't I go on the field like my other colleagues are going, are doing? Not that I cannot do it, but I believe with all my heart that why, where I am and what I am doing is what I am supposed to be doing. Whether I am assured of a salary at the end of the month or not, it is, it is, it is immaterial. Blighted faith. You have to have full conviction in what you are doing if you are going to be faithful. If you are going to be faithful. What the God God requires faithfulness from? From the scriptures. Stewards. A steward is one who is a caretaker or a manager of another man's goods or property. And from the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 4, 7, we are all, we are all stewards. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, who make it thee to differ from another. And what has thou that thou did not receive? So everything that we have received. So your life, you received it. Your faith, you received it. Your gift, you received it. Your job, you received it. Any money that you have, you received it. So every one of us, we are stewards. If you are stewards, it is required that we be faithful. It is required that we be faithful. It is required that we be faithful. We must be faithful. God himself is faithful. God himself is faithful. When we look through the scriptures, who are those who we see uh, the scriptures uh, alluding to be alluding faithfulness to or requiring to be faithful. Number one, we see God Himself. The Bible tells us that God is a faithful God. God is a faithful God. First Peter four nineteen, First John one nine. You see God being described as faithful. Ministers of God or stewards. First Corinthians chapter four verse one and two. First Timothy chapter one verse twelve. Colossians chapter one verse seven. Ephesians six twenty one. All of them tell us that as ministers of God. So if you are servants of God. God, you are a worker in the house of God. You are somebody that God has given an assignment, a pastor, prophet, evangelist, whatever title, whether you are a helper in the house of God. Sorry. Once you are a minister in the house of God, it is required, it is a requirement that you be found faithful. So it is not just manifesting your gifts or operating in your cause, or operating in your office, but the description of faithfulness, can it be used to describe you? 
spiritual sons and daughters. First Corinthians four seventeen, Colossians four seven. You see, Tychicus being described as faithful. Verse nine, Colossians four. On this Timos, there's also a faithful one. Second Timothy two two. You see, faithfulness being called for. He said that whatever you have received of me, commit unto faithful men who can also teach others. So spiritual sons. You are a daughter. So say you are a son of Reverend Ebenezer Kronipa. Are you a faithful son? Or you are just a son nominally? It is just by name. It is just by title. Some people become sons because they want to go and use their father's name to go and get opportunities at certain places. I remember some years ago I met a certain man and he was using Dr. Lawrence Setter's name to try to get favors from me. At the end of the day he wanted me to give him some coins in the name of Lawrence Setter. Is it? So, is that the kind of son or daughter that you are? You are supposed to be found faithful. You are supposed to be found faithful. The details of that, I don't think I'll have time to talk about. But go and study the scriptures. What do faithful sons do? What do faithful daughters do? Now we throw the word about Papa, Mama, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. We throw it about without understanding that it is a responsibility. There are responsibilities that are connected to it. Christians are also required to be faithful. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23, Colossians chapter 1 verse 2, Ephesians 1 verse 1. All of them, you see it over there. God is calling for his children to be faithful. Wives. Wives are supposed to be faithful to their husbands. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 11. Uh, the Bible also asks that a faithful man who can find. So husbands are also supposed to be faithful to their wives. So faithfulness is required in the marriage covenant. Employees. First Timothy 6 2. Glory to Jesus Christ. So if you work for somebody, you are an employee somewhere, you are supposed to be found faithful. Don't be stealing the things. Don't be going to work late. You are told to be there at 8. Because nobody is supervising you. You are come 10, 11, 12. And that is when you appear. Because you think nobody is seeing you. Look, the scriptures are judging you. Jesus said on that day, nobody will judge you. I will not say anything to you. But the words that I am speaking to you, they will be your judges. They will be your judges. Whatever you find doing, do it as unto the Lord. Do it as unto the Lord. We say we fear God, but we don't fear the word. No, we don't fear God. Because the word is going to be your judge. The word is going to be your judge. This is a standard that will be used to judge all of us. You are an employee. You are a worker. And you are misusing and mishandling the resources that are available to you. Somebody was, co- was supposed to work in an office and was given the phone to manage. And he started using the phone to make his calls. One day he left the office, his boss received the phone, and his mother called on the phone and said, hey, is, this, is this my son's, my son, I want, who is this? Who is this? He, he called the boss by his uh, son's name. Because the, 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 the person had personalized the, 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 the corporate office as a personal property. Employees. If you are working for somebody, you must be faithful. You must be faithful. You must be faithful. You must be faithful. Glory to Jesus Christ. And as a Christian, you should be faithful to a number of people. Number one, to God. To God. Be faithful to God. Be faithful in soul winning. It's God's heartbeat. Be faithful. All of these are to, towards God. Be faithful in kingdom giving and financial stewardship. Be faithful in kingdom practice or kingdom service. Your assignment in the house of God, it is required that you be faithful in that assignment as well. Epaphroditus, the woman that followed Jesus Christ, Epaphras was faithful in prayer. 
So what is the assignment that God has given you? Whether it is tables, it is prayer, it is evangelism, you are supposed to be found faithful in it. Number two, you must be faithful to yourself. God's vision and assignment for your life. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse number 3. Acts chapter 26 verse 19. Paul said, I was, uh, the vision that was given to him, he was faithful to the vision. And he delivered on the vision. What is the assignment? What is the vision that God has given you? Many of us come back and say, oh, but I had a dream. And this is what God was telling me. I've, I've heard that so many times. And now when people are telling me, I just watch them. Because I, I leave you to God and time. Whether you truly believe that God appeared to you. There are so many, a number of people have come to see me and it's that God spoke to them that they are supposed to, they are supposed to tie their ministries to me. And then they disappeared along the line. Meaning God changed his mind. Oh yeah, yeah, God, God, God woke up and saw that he had, he, he was drunk when he spoke to them. So now he has so been hey, Master, the thing has changed. So the vision that God gave you, the assignment that is upon your life, God told you to be a missionary. You are said, ah, I know I'm supposed to be a missionary. Are you doing it? When did God tell you? It's been two years, three years, five years, ten years. You have not even started. Every day, I'm looking for the right opportunity. I'm looking for the right opportunity. I'm looking for the right opportunity. Hey! Look! Oh, nobody's giving me. Listen to me. You see? Kalibo Sheperedea. Everybody has opportunity. Everybody has a chance. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. I used to serve in a certain church. I organized missions. The system that were there, they will collapse it. I'll move and I'll move it to another. I, I, I will make sure something happens. I'll make sure something happens. Because one day, I, I, I asked one of the leaders of the church that we have been waiting for approval to organize these missions for so long. And say it is in the pipeline. I said, this pipeline is very long ago. One day, Jesus will appear and will ask me, that did you do what I asked you to do? And I must answer him that the leaders of the church said that it's in the pipeline. Excuse this. What is the vision? What has God told you to do? God has started a business. Have you, what have you done about it? I had a dream and God was speaking to me. Wonderful. What did you do about the dream? Are, are we together? Are we together? You see, life must be serious and intentional. Many of us are joking with life. We are taking life as try and error. Everything is about gimmicks and tricks. Life is serious matter. The Bible says that let us be grave. In other words, let us be serious. Looking at the times that we are in, the things that we are doing is either we believe it or we don't. Either we are sure that God has spoken to us or we are, we don't, we are not. We are not. Is there somebody in a relationship and then is doing last, last with the relationship? You are not convicted. Unstable. Like a sea. Like a reed. Every wind blows. You need the Holy Ghost to develop some firmness and stability in you. Life is a serious matter. One day we are all going to account for the moments and the days that God has given unto us. What has God called you to do? What is your assignment? Have you started working on it? Number three, you must be faithful to your spiritual father, your mentor, your leader, your man of God, your pastor. Second Timothy chapter 2, 1 and 2 again. You must show that this 
following that I am following. And listen to me. Everybody has been called to follow somebody. And who you follow determines what follows you. Who you follow determines what follows you. And when you identify whom God has called you to follow, be faithful. Samuel was faithful to Eli. Even though Eli looked to be spiritually blind. And spiritually bereft of integrity and character. Yet that was the one, he was the one that God assigned him, him to. And so when Eli said that you better shape up the, the guy started vomiting everything God had told him. And he continued serving faithful. Even when his, uh, his fellow priests will be misbehaving. And uh, someone continued faithfully. When the time came for God to pick somebody out. He left all those others and he picked them out. He picked them out. He picked them out. To your spiritual father. So as I said in the life of Eli- Elijah. I realized that Elijah was not the first person whom he was working with. There was a servant. Remember when he was on Mount Carmel and was praying for rain to come. There was a servant who was sending. That was even before he, God told him to go, and, to, go to, uh, go, to go and anoint Elisha. Now, as I was studying today, I was wondering, why would God tell him to go and anoint another prophet when there was somebody who was already serving him? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. So, you are looking for an impartation. You are looking for a grace. And you are not consistent. Touch and go. Touch and go. When things are okay. Fair weather, sun. Fair weather, spiritual sun. No, 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 no. Very soon you'll be lost. Your name will no longer be heard. You'll be blown into oblivion. That's no matter who you are. You'll be blown away into oblivion. Nobody will know you. If God does not find you faithful, hear me. It does not matter whether you are the only son over there. God will not give it to you. Elisha went to the grave with the anointing in his bones. When there were human beings, he could have come upon. Because nobody was found faithful to continue in the assignment. God will never, can I tell you something? God will never, will never sidestep his principles to fulfill human ego. He will never sidestep his principles to fulfill human ego. No. You must be found to be faithful. You must be found faithful and fulfill what God has called you to. Number four, or you must be faithful to the brethren. First Peter 5, 12. You see, we are all members of the body of Christ. You must be found faithful to, you must be found faithful to one another. Don't be a Christian and then you see another Christian and then we, 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 the third time you tell you, I'm looking for the English word. <laughs> you sell him out. But he's like, you remove him away. <laughs> you remove him. You sell out your Christian brother. You are coming and somebody is gossiping about an overcomer. And then you go and you say, hey, that guy, I've always been. Master, you are, you are a sellout. You are a sellout. Let us fight our battles in-house. When we go outside, we are perfect people. You protect everybody. A lady, a woman came to see me and said, I teach your members not to send the masters of the church outside. Said, the reason I cannot come to this church is because my ears are full of negative things that members of your church are speaking into my ears. 
She came to tell me. Eh, yes, anyway, and I say, eh, that's anyway, eh, when you, eh, I'm a, I'm a chimpan, sorry, but this person is also coming to church and falling under anointing. And receiving miracles. And when it comes somewhere, I'll say, I'm a cassette do. I'm a cassette do, and see, that person came to tell me you. You meet somebody who says, oh, your church, you don't close early. Say, hey, me, I know. Hey. What do you know? <laughs> if you ask the person, do you know what we do in the church? That is when you can determine whether we don't close early or not. Are you understanding me? You don't go out there and go and crucify your house. No, you are a false brother. You are a false sister. You don't sell out... Uh, oh, some of us go. He said, hey, hey, some of us, our parents are not in this church, but they know everybody in the church. They know everybody in the church. They know the things they do. They know how they dress. They know, they know everything. You are selling us out. That is why one of the, you are one of the reasons by this time this church should have been 500 and plus. You alone, you have stopped 200 people. Church killers. I saw a man on my star be a sister. So don't sell us out. If we have problems, we solve it in house. Do you understand me? But the moment we step out of these gates, overcomers is the best church in the world. There's no problem anywhere. What do you mean? Which problem? Problem K. <laughs> Tell the person, come and see. When the person enters, you lock the gates. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. We have come. Let us work the problem out together. There's no house without any problem. I'm telling you. Ha! Me, when I started church, I said, God, I'm going to build a perfect church. In my church, no sin. No, everybody will be perfect. Oh, God, no, no, no gossiping. Ah, my church, my church, my church. Later, I said, I've got your church. Oh, that's probably. Hey! And I saw that, no, everywhere we are. The church is a hospital. We come sick. <laughs> amen and amen. amen. I want lazy work. I want a church where there's no problem. So that man, I come man of God and then I, I carry myself. I don't I have to get dirty. <laughs> hey! Let me, con- let me go back. When I come here, it usually gets too violent. Let me go back. Glory to Jesus Christ. To so your family. Some people, they don't say, I heard about somebody. Every day you are taking care of other people by your own family. You don't take care of them. Your own family. I heard about one man. He is his church. He's a big giver. 
not, not even tighter, tight there is to God, you cannot do anything about this. But partnerships, going and uh, doing high faluting things just to get a big name. And his own family are, are going hungry. And sometimes they have to send out messages to other people to help them get something small. And that Sunday, the guy will go and stand there, hey, I've come to redeem my, my partnership. Partnership what? Where your family is not being taken care of? Your family is not being taken care of. You're helping everybody else. Now, I'm not saying don't help people. Help people. But surely in helping people, help your family as well. Show them that you are a member of the family. You didn't get born again for your family to be thrown away. You got born again so that the salvation will save your family as well. See your mother struggling and then, uh, oh, mama be healed. And then you go and meet, see her. I say, oh, sweet sister, take this. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says that if a man is not responsible for his whole household, he's worse than an imbecile. Do you know who an imbecile is? It's an unbeliever is condemned to damnation. And somebody who, is, who does not know God. So be faithful to your family. When you are drawing your plans, have your family as part of your plans. God will provide. God will provide. What did I say? God will provide. Why you susu You there susu. You take some and help anybody. So oh, Debbie, Debbie, one day, one day, when it becomes, and then I'll come. I will come and start helping them. Start helping them. Be faithful to your family. Show them love. You see, the reason why some of our family members are not coming to church is because of us. When you are in the house, they don't know a Christian. So when they see you holding the Bible, they hate Jesus. They hate Jesus because, ah, if you are, you, you are following Jesus and you have this subhan, subhan, kind, kind, then your Jesus is also kind, kind. Let me go to some unbelief. That one day we know we are all jamming like a lion. In but when they see you, they say, "No, no, 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 no. This thing is not real." A thrown intro. And then they come and ask, "Is there enough anything that they don't ask that? Is this what the teacher has work? They say, "Is this what they teach you in church?" <laughs> They don't even ask themselves, is this what I am teaching you? Because you come from the family before you come to church. The kind of attacks I've received, I'm like wondering that, ah, now you, you give left to your child and then the child is not teaching me, you ask me, is that what I teach them in church? You two, is that what you taught them when you give them to them? But we are receiving it for kingdom's sake. Be faithful to your family. What I say? Be faithful to your family. Some of you, when you leave here, you should go and apologize to certain people. Your mother, your father, your uncle, your brother, your sister. Go and apologize to them. I didn't show you true Christian love. I'm sorry from today. I want to start afresh. 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 When I was much younger, very zealous for the Lord, every day I'm moving out, going to 
do the work of God, my mom will be angry and so talking and talking. I'm like, ah, let me cry, then cry. No, she said, what at all is she looking for? And I started binding her. Rango Patasia, Father, and the Spirit, I bind her and the Lord said, I will give, keep quiet. He said that every morning, when you wake up, you know you go out. So you wake up before you go out. And when I said, Ma, today what do you want me to do for you? Not a single day did she have anything for me to do. But the fact that I even came, is, that was the end of the complaint. That was the end of the complaint. It was like, oh, come and do, no, 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 no. It was the end of the complaint. Because now I was showing I was responsible. It was the end of the complaint. It was the end of the complaint. I'm telling you. It was, it's not like, you know, yeah, I want you to pump for me. The day she has something, she will tell me. But then, most of the days, there's nothing to be done. To the end of the complaint. Sometimes our spirituality is misguided. It is not with wisdom. Maybe that's why today God is bringing you such a word. It is not with wisdom. He wants us to go back and do the right thing. Do the right thing. Tell somebody beside you, do the right thing. To your work, to your employment, to your employer, Ephesians 6, 5 to 8. To employees and subjects. So, you see, no, and the employers, when I was talking about employees being faithful, and they're saying, yes, talk to them, talk to them. Employers are also supposed to be faithful to their employees. If you have people that you employ, or even maybe it's not employment, but then you pass them with them to do something, to get something done, pay them. Take care of them. What needs to be done, let it be done. I said, let it be done. I said, let it be done. Tell somebody decide you let it be done. Now, on the subject of faithfulness, today you can see I'm moving very fast and because I want to finish a lot of things. Faithfulness is in two dimensions. It's in two parts. The first part is doing effectively, efficiently, and progressively what has been committed to your trust. Whatever God has given you, whatever assignment that has been put in your hands, for you to manifest faithfulness, you must do it effectively, efficiently, and progressively. What you have been asked to do, are you doing it well enough? Are you doing it in the best way that it can be done? You know you can get the work done, but at the end of the day, you have wasted all the resources. That's no efficiency. You have been effective, but you are not efficient. And progressively, look at the, the parable, Matthew chapter 25, 14 to 30. The one with five, not only did he keep the five, he had another five. Progress, effectiveness, efficiency. The one who had two manifested the same thing. The one who had one even depreciated it. He said, why didn't you give my, my money to the bank, to the keepers? In other words, there were people who are better keepers than him. That's a better way of keeping the money than digging the ground and putting it there. Efficiently, effectively, progressively. He said they would have added onto it. What God has given you, has there been any addition? That assignment that was put in your hands, is it doing better or it is dying in your hands? You are put in charge of something. Is that thing doing well or that thing is finishing? It's finishing. 
It's finishing. You are a, a micro church shepherd and you are put in charge of 10 souls. The last time that you counted the souls, how many were they? Had they gone down or they had gone up? I had four at the back. <laughs> Some of them, they, they have been raptured and gone to heaven, so we cannot find them at all. <laughs> Jesus came early. Hey! Jesus came early and he did not take me. <laughs> but he took all your souls. Mercy, Lord. Somebody say, Mercy. Place your right hand on your pump and say, Mercy. Whether there's head there or not, place the right hand over there and say, Mercy. Mercy. All of us, we need it. Hebrews chapter 3, 1 to 6. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful in all, to him that appointed him. So, faithfulness, you need to look at the one who appointed you. He was faithful to him that appointed him. As also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who has built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that builds all things is God. Verse 5 and 6, very important. And Moses verily was faithful in his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. And Christ also by his own house. Whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Three people have been described over there. Number one, Moses. Moses was faithful to all his house. Moses did not fail in his assignment. What was committed to him, he worked on it effectively. No matter how stubborn the children of Israel were, Moses did not give up on them. <laughs> Somebody told me that a, a member of the microchip said, that guy is a bad guy. Don't say that again. We are all growing. Moses continued in the assignment. As I'm speaking, if the team treats you, celebrate Jesus. If I should take offering, come and put it on. Uh, because it means that God has located your case. Shake it, brothers. As I have been preaching for almost, nobody has come to sow in his seat. When I finish, I'll take special prophetic seed. <laughs> you make love of it to Jesus. Moses was faithful in all his house. And number two, they spoke about Jesus. That Jesus was faithful in all his house. And number three, he said, us as well. If we hold on the confidence firm unto the end. Oh my God, I wish somebody would understand it. Listen, where you are is not where God is looking at. He's looking at the end. Will you continue to the end? Looking onto the end of our faith. Looking onto the end of our faith. Looking onto the end of our faith. Look at Elisha. He served so faithfully to the point that he's, he's, he was identified with his service. Second Kings 3.11 said the one who poured water on the hands of Elijah. Elijah. Okay, now it had become a title for him. He served so effectively. Second Kings chapter 2, 1-10. The man followed Elijah everywhere. Elijah said, I don't follow me. He said, Master, once I said I'll follow you, there's nothing you can do. I'll follow you. At the end of the day, the miracles that Elijah did. 
in the recorded ones in the Bible, Elisha did double of that promotion. He wants, listen to me, it is not what you think, it's what the scriptures teach. If I'm not teaching the scriptures, judge me. If what I'm telling you is the truth, judge me. When we talk about faithfulness, I'm posting that we are trying to, call, uh, we are trying to make them feel bad. Feel bad for what? And what will we get? If you feel bad, who, what, who gets anything from it? It is God convicting you and your stubbornness is what is giving you ideas that somebody is after you. Nobody is after you. It's even pride. It's your pride that is causing you to think that you are the subject of the preaching. You are more important than everybody else. But anyway, why shouldn't you be the subject of the preaching? I said, why shouldn't you be the subject of the preaching? You like to hear other people's examples, but when your, your, your example comes out, stop that. Let me look for an example that's... Uh, amen. Somebody should remind me of an example with her name on it. Uh, <laughs> praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Hey, I don't know. It has... Hey, as a minimum, dryness has come all of a sudden. Oh, no, I know ball. No, 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 this I know ball. If the Holy Ghost that is working at work, by the time you finish, fire should come into your bones. Ah. Revelation 17, 14. He said those who were called, chosen and faithful, they were the ones who were there. Those who get there. Sweetheart, thank me. Get a seat. Thousand Ghana, two thousand. Come and swim my life after this message. It's not when I prophesy to you that you are going to make. No. What I'm telling you is I'm trying to secure you to the end. I'm trying to secure you to the end. Some of us, what I'm teaching you is going to heal your family. It's going to heal your home. It's going to secure your marriage. Faithfulness. You must be faithful. That man was so faithful. Joshua, he waited on Moses. Exodus 33, 11, Numbers 11, 28. So, Doing what you are supposed to do, doing it excitedly, doing it committedly, efficiently, effectively. As much as it's in you, there should be no mistake. That should be your desire. Some people, when they are given work to do, especially when it's the work of God, they do it lackadaisically. But when they are working for a Pharaoh, they are working for a, an ordinary man who cannot save their soul, who is not shepherding their soul. They work like bulls. I'm not saying I don't go and stop working very hard at your workplace. But if you work hard at your workplace, do more for God. What did I say? Do more for God. Because what you are doing at the workplace is hypocrisy. The day they stop paying you, stop doing it. Do more for God. Do more for God. Do more for God. Whatever you are doing, do more for God. God is speaking to you now. Do more for God. Do more for God. Do more for God. Work efficiently. Be the example of a faithful steward. Whatever is in your hand, Execute the commandments diligently. 
Luke chapter 19, 11 to 27. He gives us another parable where certain servants were given an assignment. It was the faithful ones who were rewarded. Listen, when we come to church, look out for the unfruitful ones. They are usually the most troublesome ones. They were usually the most troublesome ones. As I was studying and I was preparing, I was praying. The Lord said, tell them to look out for the unfruitful ones. You see somebody in church, it's not doing anything. Nothing is happening. It's not producing any results. There's no result following him. They are usually the ones who, are, who cause problems in the church. So they are one category. He had his talent. He hid it. He said, I know you are a wicked man. Hard man. You reap where you have not sown. Why were they unprofitable? They were unprofitable because they had the wrong mindset. Some of you can see that your mindset is changing as I'm sharing the word. They were fearful. Some of us don't are able to do more because we are full of fears. Some are lazy. Some today hate their leaders and their enemies in the household. Remain loyal against all odds till the end. Remain loyal against all odds till the end. So the first part of faithfulness is doing what you have been given efficiently, effectively, and progressively. The second one is also equally important. Staying in your assigned position until the end. Staying in your assigned position until the end. Matthew chapter 24, 45 to 51. I read it already. When the servant is, when the master comes, the servant is found so doing. Look at the example between Ruth and Opa. All of them were daughters-in-law of Naomi. Opa deserted Naomi. Ruth stayed even when there was no reason to stay. When there was no reason to stay. Some of us, we see, if you have a mentality in your heart that I will leave, you can never be faithful. Sons don't leave. Servants leave. No matter where a son is, he's a member of the household. He's a member of the household. See, foolishness is when somebody comes to give you thousand Ghana cities and you are celebrating the person. And the one who has been giving you hundred cities every week for ten years, he said, "Ah, it's thousands more than hundred." When you put the hands together, is there is, is, are they equivalent? But you see people celebrating other people who give them one touch impartation, and then their fathers, those who are constantly with them, they take them for granted. Ingratitude is the definition. Foolishness, lack of understanding, lack of understanding. Lack of understanding. Our blood deserted and left. You can study that from Ruth chapter 1 to chapter 4. And at the end of the day, Ruth was promoted. Upper was nowhere to be found. Upper was nowhere to be found. Look at Elijah. I've already said to you, his first servant was nowhere to be found. But Elijah continued. He remained faithful. Looking to the end. At the end of the day, we have to have served shamelessly and followed shamelessly. In fact, there is evidence to show that Elisha was probably older than Elijah. 
Because the Bible said that he was using a walking stick. And his head was bowed. But he followed the man and poured on his hands. Some of us, even our age is not a factor. And yet we, we, we are not humble. There's a problem with a, this generation. A certain generation or some of our generation. We are breaking away from the mentors. From those who are ahead of us. And we are coming out with our own problems. Our, our own ideologies. Which are going to destroy us. But may we wake up. I said may God wake us up. And correct us. And correct us. He put us aside his age. His prestige. In fact, the Bible said that when Elisha met, Elijah met Elisha, he was a rich man. The business Elisha, Elijah was doing, Elisha was doing, was a business for the rich. He literally gave up all his prestige. He said, oh, let me go and inform him. I said, hey, what have I to do with you? Have I told you anything? The guy killed all his animals. Gave them out and followed. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. He relocated from his place of comfort to follow God's plan for him. To follow God's plan for him. Look, we must be careful of unfaithfulness. Unfaithful people are dangerous. You are unfaithful if you don't do or you desert your given assignment. You don't see responsibilities true. You're unfaithful. Elijah's servants, upper, they do not continue. You're unfaithful. He said, don't, no, no. Even if somebody anoints you, say, I'm anointing with the oil of faithfulness. <laughs> faithfulness is not an anointing. It's something you work out. And they lay hands on me and I receive the grace of, of faithfulness. Brother, sister, please, there's nothing like that. I thought there's nothing like that. We work it out. So you're unfaithful if you do not do or you desert your given assignment. You don't see it through to the end. They give you an assignment. When we are asked to account, you don't have anything to say. Or you have to pretend or lie or put something there. Number two, you're unfaithful when you rebel against authority. Look at the sons of Korah. They said we can also prophesy. Who is Moses? Who is Moses? At the end of the day, the, the Bible said the earth opened up and swallowed them up. And the Bible says that they were popular in the camp. So apart from those who are not fruitful, those who are popular in the camp, too, they have to be careful. They have to be careful. Absalom rose up against his father's authority. Judas was treacherous to Jesus. Lucifer, Agboro himself. Agboro himself. You are unfaithful if you rebel against authority. You rebel against authority. You are told to do this and you, you choose your own way. An independent spirit. You are told to be here and say, no, me, I don't want to be here. Let me, I will go, I will go and be somewhere else. I think that one is nicer, that one is better. Most unfaithfulness and disloyalty starts with an independent spirit. We are all fasting 40 days. As for me, I, I, won't, I won't do 40 days. Uh, let me do seven. I, I've seen in the Bible seven and 21 and three, 14 in favor. Independent spirit. Let us all be here. As for you, you create your own instructions. And you follow your own instructions. 
is these are evidences of unfaithfulness. You're unfaithful if you seek or direct attention to yourself and not your leader or your master. Such people, you see them trying to pull people after them and away from the vision. Listen, if you're in church and you see, no matter what it is, whether it's a pastor, a steward, or whatever, and the person is not following the vision for the house, and the person is trying to create their own thing, know that the person is leading you astray. At the end of the day, all the hundreds of people who follow Korah, all of them died and entered into the ground. Their houses and their properties and their families all entered into the ground. They did not start it, but they followed. They followed. When you see an unfaithful person, pastor has given an instruction, and then the person is doing something else, no matter how nice the person is to you, run away from that person. Run for, join the Run for Your Life International Ministries. Run from that person. You know what? Not only will you save yourself, but when the person sees that nobody is following him or her, the person may have a second thought and begin to repent. So you may be saving the person by not following him. And so instead of doing the right thing, oh, I don't want him to feel embarrassed. Embarrassed, sir? Huh? Hey. Isn't it no better to be embarrassed than be saved? Directing. They don't even know how to acknowledge authority. So you give them even an assignment to come in. They cannot even say, oh, let's just appreciate the Father of the house. Thank him for this opportunity. You see, even when they, sometimes they may even quote some, they don't even want to quote from their pastor. And you see somebody who is under somebody and does not quote from that person, the person is unfaithful. Hey, so full. Now the other thing is getting a, a chop hot. Why, why? It is serious. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Because this is the person you are following. So it is his messages that should be dominant in you. How can you speak for one hour, 30 minutes, and you cannot even quote one thing from that person? But you can quote from everybody, from Indiana Jones to Catherine Coleman to, to uh, Champion Attack. You cannot quote anything I said. Even that you were never listening. You were never listening. And then when people are saying that, our oh, man of God said, oh, 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 so, no, that person is rather doing the right thing. It means that the person is taking everywhere that the man of God says seriously. Some take social media prophets more seriously than the human being that stands in front of them. Ah. Ah. Look, if it's that way, it's better, it's better you go and follow that what you believe. Oh. But to be under somebody and you don't let the words of the person enter you to become your message. It means that you have a different mind. So you only appear when you are present. When you disappear, you have disappeared. Appearing and disappearing. <laughs> you cannot, you can't lead prayer, you cannot even quote one thing that your pastor said. You are given opportunity to preach, you cannot even quote anything he said. Hey! After today, anytime you get a point, go and look for her. <laughs> What did daddy say? What did daddy say? I'm telling you, you see, hear me, me, I love you. And so I'll tell you the truth from my heart. Please, anybody who quotes me, I won't get money from it. But it is the truth of the scripture that I'm sharing with you. I'm following Jesus. And then I cannot quote anything from Jesus. How? 
I'm following my man of God, Reverend Dr. Ben and I cannot make any acknowledgement of him. No, it is a joke. Look, like this is, let's not play tricks with Christianity. It's not gimmicks. If you mean it, you mean it. If you don't mean it, stop it. If you don't mean it, stop it. You are a micro church, you are a shepherd, and you are teaching, you cannot even quote anything I heard on Sunday, on Tuesday. On when you are on Podbean, you cannot quote anything. You do nothing dropped. No, 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 no. That is why your spiritual growth is, is stalled, because the father that God gives you is the one that is supposed to be the pedestal for you to rise. But you are looking for other pedestals, and so your faith is mixed. What frafrim? What frafrim? What frafrim? I'm telling me I'm a prophet too. So I, I sometimes meet people and they come and I'm like, oh God. This person is giving me more work because the work that we started doing, the person was seeing progress. Now the person started following other things. After dinner, fra fra it. It becomes 50-50. And some have died. One lady was ministering to her working and she started getting stronger. She then they said, oh, when she saw that she, she, she could work a bit now, they took her to another place. They took her to another place. Two months later, they rushed there. We, 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 Pastor Bro, two months, someone freda. After emergency, she died. She died. One other, is, is, I started, when the son ministered to the mother, he ministered faith, and then we started, by the time we had finished, this woman that was able, was able to get up and was doing things she couldn't do. Oh, then they went to bring another, some prophetess who came to, and even said, hey, there's a curse in the house, you have to give me this, five, six, and let's see this, go and buy the things I used to break the curse. The woman started deteriorating again. She died. When she died, she said, I know the cat's still in the family. I have to do to cleanse the rest of you. <laughs> I told him, sir, sir, I have told you the truth. If you continue <laughs> the ways of front. Spiritual things are real. Spiritual things are what? Real. Are real. Let me close this meeting. My time is already up. So, you are not faithful, but you cannot acknowledge your leader. You cannot honor him or her. You want to take authority, like Absalom, second Samuel chapter 15, verse 1 to 6. Oh, he got it. When the people come to see their king, they said, Oh, come, come, come. Hmm, this is your matter. It's a serious matter. It's, it's unfortunate that uh, the king that has not, it has not, has not, it's not making time for you. Uh, you don't worry, I'll make time for you. When you have people who say that, uh, this ma- you don't go and tell Papa, you don't worry, I'll handle this for you. Hey, sister, brother, something is happening. I'll handle it. I'll handle it. That thing is a major break of organizations and churches. I've seen it happen before. Serving authority that God has not given you. Oh, I'm also a man of God. I'm also a man of God. Woman of God. Daughter of God. Shalom. <laughs> you don't acknowledge leadership. You function an independence. We look at Joab. King David said, let the guy go. He said, no, I'll kill that guy. He killed him. Independent spirit. You are critical and you do nothing to contribute. Every time you are criticizing, eh, the, guy, the, the, the way the ushers are arranged, eh, 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 listen, you are faithful. 
very soon you'll be found out. You are deliberately running your own program and agenda. False organizations running a program or agenda. You are unfaithful. I've spoken about acknowledging the authorities better than the one God has given you. Jude chapter 1 verse 4 to 19. He uses a lot of very powerful de descriptions for those who are unfaithful. He said they are filthy dreamers. He said they are, he compared them to sexual perversion of Sodom and Gomorrah. He said they carry the form, they have a form of godliness. So you are unable to tell them out. He said they despise leadership and blatantly are critical of leadership. Verse 8 to verse 10. The Bible describes them as wild beasts with carnal and unspiritual knowledge. They are presumptuous and they lose the benefits of their sacrifices like Cain did. The Bible compares them to Cain. Balaam, the sons of Korah. The Bible calls them clouds without water. Hey, unfaithful people. He said their judgment has already been declared. Verse 14 to 15. He said they have memories. Complainers, lustful, attention seekers, mockers, and they have independent, separate spirits and sensualities. Verse 16 to 19. Jude 1. Jude 1. We must be faithful. We must be faithful if we are going to secure our rewards in the place that God has called us to. There are rewards that God will give us on earth. But today, my major focus is the rewards that will come to us in eternity. Our actions and inactions today can affect them as well. Choose to develop faithfulness. It may not be easy, but that's the way God wants it to be. And at the end of the day, the rewards will let you know why you needed to be faithful. The Lord is speaking to the church. Maybe I've stuck on your toes. I'm very happy. Praise God forevermore. Because I know when the two heals, you'll be better and stronger. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.